Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we will be talking about setting boundaries. Mm, setting boundaries and making sure that we take some downtime for ourselves because yes. being able to say no is so underrated. Like everyone talks about the power of saying yes, but I think like you can't say yes to opportunities when you're not saying no to certain things. I know a lot of people listening to this would really um, understand when I do say how hard it is to say no. Yeah, definitely. And it's a theme that's my attention has been set on not only for myself, I know you as well and clients. Um, I think it just gets to a point where you do so much and we all do so much that it can come crashing down if you don't protect your energy. So we're going to share some tips that we do um, in order to, yes, set those boundaries and save our energy. Because if we're burnt out, we can't do anything. So let's try to not get to that point. Mm, absolutely before we jump into things though what's been going on Danny we've obviously come back (laughs) we've come back we had one little teaser on the couch and then now it's back to the zoom world I didn't get enough of you you know zoom's just not the same like social media is just not the same that was the one thing that I did realize about going away for the weekend and sort of catching up with so many people you're like oh I miss this interaction yeah it was fun it was so fun but then um my energy when I came back I just crashed I'm like because that's when when the topic of boundaries comes in because you know we go 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 and then we had such a heightened experience on the weekend lots of even the flashing lights and you know so much much going on um Mm. I came back and I'm like right I need to have an energy protecting day um because I've just moved I came I was from Perth you know came to Sydney Mm. went to the Gold Coast came back and then I started to feel myself getting so tired Mm. um so yeah I just had a couple of days working from home not in the gym here um even though I love it here but there's you know music always going people always talking Mm. I'm like right I just need to have some time by myself at home doing my work. Mm. Yeah, because energy, like conserving energy really isn't about time. And we were talking about this on the Gold Coast. I've been reading this book and it's called High Performance Habits, I think Mm. it is. Um, And it comes with like a planner. So I'm a bit weird. I'll like listen to an audible. I'll listen to the audible and read the book at the same time. So I can sort of. That's cool. But with because I'm an auditory learner this is yes. why we're here I yeah. like love learning off podcasts and like listening to things I just retain yep. it better um but in this book he talks about one of the whole chapters is like on energy and he's mm. talking about energy is not just physical so we think oh it's been a long day at work right but it's it's not just the amount of hours that we're doing things it's also the mental strain the spiritual strain um the emotional strain um yes the physical as well but then like relationships family like there's so many more things that does take energy away from you and this is why like time yes we've only got a certain amount of time but there's some people that can work and work and work and just still maintain that energy because they're doing something that they love yeah someone that maybe does a couple hours at work or even just a traditional working day and they're just exhausted and deflated by the end of it Yeah, that's true. It does make a difference when you're doing something that you love as well. Um, But then, yeah, there's so many elements, whether it be um, physical exhaustion, you know, mental, how many thoughts we're having in a day, social, like how 
crazy we are, uh, you know, you and I, when we're with people, we're very full on and like excited. Um, yeah. so- <laughs> Who did we see on the, I went up and I slapped someone on the ass in the Gold Coast. Everyone. And I was like- <laughs> That's how, when bikini girls get together, yeah, we, know, we don't shake hands, hug, you slap each other on the ass. Like that's just normal. I don't Greetings. Different for guys, obviously. Guys okay. can't get away with it, but girls, hello, slap on the ass. It's a mutual sign of affection and, and, <laughs> and appreciation of some good glue. <laughs> it's very true and it's it's like it's something I'm mindful of is like how much energy I show to people because we are so energetic I yep. also know like whoa I can sense I'm like I'm too much for this person at the moment. <laughs> I was laughing when we were together and you're having a conversation with someone you were so passionate I'm like wow it is like 10 a.m both you and I had had the coffee she hadn't had her coffee yet I'm like fuck where where I'm like sorry we were just like a big hurricane that came and said hello I, I apologize like <laughs> it's good of, we're a excited lot of the time, a lot of the time as well you sort of like you know you know a lot of these people but we might not have had a huge amount of interaction with them besides yeah. on the internet yeah so then people see you and you're like oh hey like there's not just I can't just turn the volume down here um <laughs> even even on here right but I guess that does come down to even with the energy like I've been watching people after the show naturally deflate a little bit mm. and this is normal do yep. you know what I mean like what you're talking about the stimulation that we get is not just physical. Like there's so much coming in sensory wise, hearing, visual, um, feelings, like hormones, like all these things with our weekends when they're away and busy and big and different Mm. that we need to take into consideration when it does come to that energy because it can, you can go from this massive high. And this is when people go through like post-comp blues, yeah. right? You've had goals, you've had ambitions, you've been hustling and you have this huge show, right? Social media. I know I get overwhelmed like around mm. that stage when there's so many people and I'm like, ah, I just want to cry in the corner yeah. and just not talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, your inbox is <laughs> blowing up and all these sorts of things are happening and then all mm. of a sudden it's over. Yeah. That's what Michelle was talking about, redlining in the episode. So you you redline, your energy goes up, 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 and then it crashes. Mm. Like when you get sick when you go on a holiday or something or, yep. you know, I even noticed it after my seminars. You just give so much and then after you're like, whoa, it's that yep. low, I won't say depressed, but it's like a down feeling. There's mm. only so much we can push. Yeah, it's that hypoarousal sort of shifting mm. into that that state and I think it's important to sort of say that's not a bad thing. It's just the way that it we happens. work. You can see, yeah, it's the way. It's survival. It's survival. Mm. And um, the, I guess the most important thing is that you've got strategies. Yes. Whether you're going hypo or hyper to know how to navigate around this. And obviously like that has to come with a form of self-awareness. And I think yeah. we can't really talk about boundaries without talking about self-awareness first. Yeah, because you need to know in which elements you are to set your boundaries. I mean, for me, when I know that I'm really highly, you know, there's a lot going on and I'm st- it's all starting to compound. Social mm. media, what you mentioned before, when my inboxes are starting to stress me out, I know that things are compounding. Mm. So that's when I put my phone away. And for me, I need to just be by myself. Even if it's 
like this morning I was, cause I still had to unpack all of my clothes and I spent a good hour putting everything out of the suitcases, hanging it. And I'm just so refreshed just after doing something that didn't require my brain. It was silent in the house and I just got to do my thing. And, and for me, solitude is refreshing. It's not that I don't like people. I love people so much to the point that you can get exhausted from it. So yeah. I need to know, okay, I need some Danny time right now just to do anything or nothing. And then that recharges me. So that's probably my number one, just remove myself from everyone. Yeah, and I notice, um, and I think I spoke about this on a previous episode, like film, feeling overwhelmed on social media. Mm. I've noticed that I do go through those phases, like where I'm like all in, and then <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I just want to go to the corner for a little bit and sit down on my own. Yeah. And I notice that trend. I notice that that um, when I'm spending too much on social media, too much time, mm. or, you know, you do have that, I guess, influx or whatever it might be that comes in waves, how I respond to it. And sometimes mm. it usually is that collapse. It's sort of that me being like, I need to take a step back. Yeah. And that happens in everything in life, mm. right? That happens in every area, relationships, in professional, in business, in personal, where you might feel like, okay, there's just a bit too much for me at the moment. And that right there is so important to note because if you can't note that, you can't set a boundary around it. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the signs that uh, come up for you, for you to note that, okay, I'm getting pushed a little bit to the limit now? What do you notice? Feeling overwhelmed, feeling mm-hmm. like I don't want to go on my phone, mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm not going to open that app. I'm just going to chill out on my own. Yeah. Um, getting like portrait focused, laser focused on like, um, like just the day ahead, not being able to sort of plan things for the weekend. Right. Like I had yeah. such a busy weekend week the leading up to the WFF. Right. I messaged you and I was like, oh, I've got nothing to wear. Uh, yeah it was the day that we were gonna fly out I think you're at the shops getting a dress like fuck that I know I'm at higher point and but that's because you can't even see anything though because you're in like a panic shop mode and like there's nothing did you end up buying anything by the way or did you end up with something no I thought that I went and got some sports clothes you know when you go and buy a dress and I was like fuck I don't need these anyways when all um, else fails just go back to your active wear oh Oh, that's cool I hate clothes anyways (laughs) so this is what I do and I think it's just it's just about being like okay I'm gonna notice this right like when I'm really busy I just can't plan ahead and that's Mm. not my fault that's just the way that we work I think we do become fixated and focused in survival mode about what we need to do to survive that particular day oh yeah Um, so for me, I know I notice that. I notice my behaviors. Mm. It's not so much like physiologically I notice something about me. I feel like I probably just walk around. I don't know if I'm excited or energized or activated <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But I notice more so the behaviors. I notice more isolation. Yep. I notice more um not being able to future plan, future think, but just mm-hmm. being fixated on like gotta get this done today. Yeah. Um, I notice multitasking and like my brain is like a fruit salad. It can't Mm. sort of, although it's like fixated on the day, it just can't focus. Yeah. It can't stay like engaged in one specific thing that I need to get done. I notice that I'm like 
short fused around the house. I'm a bit of a yeah. bitch. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that I am lazy with housework and other things that are just like not a priority, mm-hmm. right? Which makes complete sense. So for me, I just noticed those sorts of behaviors where I'm like, yeah. I need to like, I need to pull back here and set yep. some more boundaries and start saying no to some things that are on my plate. Yeah, really well what said. What about you? What yeah, you very similar. I think it's um, the ability to focus clearly is diminished as well because your mind is everywhere. And I feel like I'm more responsive to things. Like I notice my phone going off. I notice a con- and I feel like I have to answer everything straight away, which is so bad because things pop up all day, every day. Um, and then I notice the tendency to want to put myself on the back burner. Like if I hadn't trained yet or something, you can get stuck in that responsive state and then, you know, push your training, um, which I never, I never really do unless it's super necessary. But that's one thing I notice when I notice, oh, hang on, my priorities are being pushed aside. Um, then I know I'm not doing, doing anything right. Um, I also notice, yeah, uh, my tolerance for conversation is less, even though we you know, might not show it. I, if someone stops me to have a chat, I'm not as engaged in the conversation because my mind is like, fuck, I need to do all these things. Like, cool. Uh, Tell me about your dog another time. Like, you know, like, it's just like, um, and things like that. So for me and similar to you know, when to say no, less is more. And, and really just focus on the priority at that time. Mm. And for me, it's just a matter of reflecting and saying, okay, I said yes to too many things. Mm. And I'm so good at saying no these days. Like when I was younger, and I think for most of us, you know, you want as many friends on Facebook as you can. You want to go to as many <laughs> yeah. parties as you can, many events. Everyone wants to feel busy because they think busy is success, all of that. And, and until you actually hit that wall, um, you won't realize how detrimental it is. And it's a time trap, like forever. So you need to prioritize yourself. You need to know where to appear and where to say no to. That's just, yeah, it's so important. Have you ever hit the wall? Oh, mate. Yeah. Like that year when I was in my fifth year of uni and then I did two WBFF shows, like I you could look at me and I'd just start crying. Like I held it together. I like, but I was at that point and I'm like, I'm really fucking stressed, like really stressed just because I was doing too much. Like it was peak week. I was on the Gold Coast doing my exams at midnight when I was about to, like, I'm like, what is wrong? Like far out. Yeah. It got too much. (laughs) Study is a whole nother, like a whole nother ball game as well, because like, You've, you, there's always something more that you can be doing, right? Ending. And it's that pressure. Like I used to have some exams that had to get 100% on to pass, like oh, med counts and things like that. Mm. And that just instilled fear of being like, oh, I can't get one thing wrong. Yeah. You can't get one thing wrong. Or, you you know, when you add it all up, being like, okay, I need 70% on this and I need, you know, teeing it up what you need to pass. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> whenever you add things like life events on, mm. like studying or getting married or having kids or starting a family, buying a house, you know, your your window of tolerance of like how much stress you can handle really does reduce. Mm-hmm. I seen this really good analogy on YouTube the other day and it was talking about um, like your mental health as a bucket. So everyone is, um, everyone's born with a different sized bucket. You don't get a choice of your size of bucket. We're just all born with a bucket. 
And if you have a tap where your um, the water's coming in, that's your um, external stresses in life. Mm. And every bucket has a hole in the bottom where it drips out. Mm. So the water that's coming in needs to be at the same pace of what's dripping out. So then just say you throw on a wedding, you throw on study, you throw on a comp, all these sorts of things, and the the um, the water can turn up and it can out exceed the rate that it's coming out. And yeah. I thought that's so true. Like we've all got this bucket, mm. and again, we don't get to pick the size of the bucket of how much stress we can handle for example how come you don't reckon you can change the size of your bucket no you can change the amount that's coming in so for example some people might need nine hours of sleep to Mm. function well some people get away with seven Mm. do you know what i mean like there's a genetic element and i think Mm. that comes play as well with like some people right they can manage full-time night duty a full family they crush their fitness goals and they do all these things they just manage really well I'm sure there's a lot of habits and work that go into that as well but there's also a genetic component um, where maybe you just have to say no to some things to be able Mm. to exceed in other areas yeah yeah and it's interesting because we were not put on this earth to be responsive to mobile phones and to have technology and to have everything, you know, be able to walk to the fridge and get food. So everything's just speeding up Mm. and getting faster and faster and quicker. And and Mm. the stimulus is just crazy. So that's why I think people can't handle it as much. And I'm so interested to see how the next generation goes with things. I mean, you've got two-year-olds knowing how to use iPads and mobile phones and like, I'm so interested to see how they handle it. Like they are teaching more mindfulness at schools, which I think mm. is so cool. Um, but it always comes down to mindfulness and, mm. and being able to change, you know, how much water you can handle coming into your bucket. But yeah. what I find is like if I have an empty bucket, so nothing to do, that is stressful too. Like yeah. people like us, you know, we don't want to be stagnant either. So it's that art of like not feeling like you're not accomplishing, but then not taking on too much. Mm, um, yeah. yeah, it's always been a, a balancing act. I also think though, like if you've got a lot of water coming into your bucket, you need to increase the hole. And that's when it comes down to like setting these boundaries and being able to say no. Mm. And I think it does take like some time to figure out what boundaries or what you know mindfulness is such a like a word that's just thrown around and it has almost like a bit of stigma like to it it's like mindfulness. I love how you get full turned off words like, like you not can't turn every it couple of months <laughs> like you just throw out the, the the words that we've been using for a while like, nah I'm off mindfulness nah like I'm, what I'm, would you call it I don't know mindfulness I think it's just the, the framing the framing of it is just really like it's it's used out of context I think everyone thinks that mindfulness has to be headspace or meditation mm, or doing these sorts like of things. A, a stoic buddha on yeah. a mountain no yeah no nah. it's how you handle stress it's how you handle situations yeah being mindful is being present and being like within a moment and fixating mm. on one thing. Hence why when we've like, when we've got no boundaries or we're like losing it, our brain is everywhere. You know, we can't mm. think logically. We can't fixate on one task to do. So mindfulness is actually practicing the art of being present and focusing. Yeah. Um, like there's obviously lots of tools to use it. Like meditation is a tool. Reading mm-hmm. is a tool. Coloring mm-hmm. is a tool. Journaling is a tool. All these sorts of things that make you focus 
on one thing is super, super, super important for being able to practice that. Yeah. Um, something I like encouraging my, like some of my clients to do is if they're like real productive people and they need to do some mindfulness, but they don't want to sit down and meditate because they feel like they're doing nothing. Yeah. So I'll be like, let's do some diaphragmic breathing. It's really going to help your training, mm. it's help you calm down, or let's, let's color in or let's read a book. The way that you can add in, I guess, something that's productive or beneficial. Yeah. you in some sort of way, some sort of practice yeah nice. um, can be convincing for people rather than just sitting in a corner and humming yeah <laughs> like me doing my clothes this morning it was the best like what I was, was it? me um taking all the clothes out of my suitcase and putting them on the coat hangers like yep. that was amazing like that's <laughs> mindfulness though that is yeah the- I was like organizing things and just not yep. thinking about um you know anything crazy mm. um what else was I going to say you know getting yourself out in nature all those standard ones which is good mm. driving down to the beach is massive for me just because I have an emotional connection to like awesome times in my childhood so that mm-hmm. grounds me um social engagement you know talking to people but not um not too much yeah Mm. so again it's about working out what triggers you in that point in time um, or what you feel like you need whether it is company of other people or being on your own Um, but for me like I used to go on about google calendar you know at the start of our podcast and I still use it for organization but Mm. the thing that relaxes me the most is when I don't have anything booked in now I've like done a 180 and it's the opposite Mm. so when I know that there's like blank space coming up in my google calendar it just relaxes me so much and that's when all the creativity comes out that's when the playfulness comes out and yeah so that's been my tool like scheduling in nothing Mm, absolutely I think like when I was setting up my business and getting the coaching um or running sort of and all the systems done I I remember being like I can't think of anything to post I can't even like I can't create anything I'm so drained and um you know when you're when you're when your role is online as an online coach you know create that creativity and that social media presence is super important Mm. Um, and it was just that my brain was scrambled eggs mm. and it was like a couple of weeks, but that's just what happens. It's not a bad thing. It's just all your energy, all my energy going into that one basket. And yep. this has to happen mm. throughout periods to be able to really, again, put all your focus onto one, one point. Yeah. Um, I have like certain things that I like to do, um, I guess, to chill the fuck out. <laughs> One of them's being like the Chinese acupuncture. Yeah. I literally have needles in me and I'm forced <laughs> to lay there. I cannot move. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good thing for me to be able to include, again, someone who's super highly productive, very D-dominant personality, like, you know, it helps in multiple ways. So for mm-hmm. my system, it's very convincing that it's a mm-hmm. good thing to do. Um, another thing is like I love getting like facials and massages and like anything that sort of calms down my body because we've spoken a lot about um i guess manual therapy and those sorts of things has a huge impact on your nervous system and just relaxing the body as well yeah something else that i love doing is um in melbourne there's some like a japanese um that's right we never did the naked bath together i know (laughs) i didn't get to take you um I probably shouldn't have told the podcast. It's amazing. It's like $30 for an hour and it's really like low key. Um, I think that culture is beautiful. The Japanese, you know, their level of mindfulness and not using it in the way that triggers you. Like it's like a ceremony to eat. Like you don't, 
eat on the run and and it's the best country like the most beautiful country i've ever been to and these baths or these hot baths mm. it's like religious over there so you can't wear clothes in them and you shower and wash before you get Amazing. in them mm. um it's set at a specific temperature a lot of them are outdoors um but yeah there's one in melbourne and you know you're not allowed to talk in there there's obviously no technology and all those sorts of things so me and a girlfriend will go there and they've got like the hot stone and then they've got the sauna yeah and nice up. And it's an hour and that during prep, I tell ya, it just sets my soul on fire. So yeah, those cool. sorts of things for me, I just, they just calm my nervous system down so much. Yeah. So basically you and I, and a lot of our listeners need things to slow us down, but it has to be in our control when we choose to slow down, because if I'm forced to slow down when I'm not ready, that stresses me out even more. stresses me out even more so yeah that's when like massages are brilliant and I know I go on a lot about you know massages is not ideal for like rehab and all of that but for someone who's highly wound it feels so good just to have a massage and just relax and lie down on a table yeah, it's you time. And I think if you can bleed some of these things into your life, like it doesn't have to be obviously paying financially to go do some of these things. It can be completely something else. Mm. It's just about whatever you need to slow down. Can be getting your hair done? Can be getting your nails done as well? I think pampering yeah. your body, it's like a form of like self-respect to me. I'm oh, like, yeah. Washing like, your hair. I washed my hair last night for the first time, like in a week. I feel like yeah. a new woman. That's yep. what skincare, today. like just looking yep. after yourself. It's a form of self-respect. Like how much better do you feel when you've got clean hair, you've washed Amazing. your face and fresh clothes, fresh sheets. Like it's, it's all mm. self-care. So it can look so different for everyone. I think it's just about identifying the ways that like, that really make you happy in a form yep. of self-care. I wouldn't be happy going to do, I don't know, what's a traditional form of self-care? I don't know that you don't like. Yeah. Like going to do a dance class, you know what I mean? That would oh, make yeah. me happy. But for some people, it does. <laughs> In saying that, I've just started cardio for prep, and um, already, yep. Getting Why? In early. Getting in early. Um, well, the I guess the theory behind starting cardio early is so that you can pull it away. So you. Oh, you're going to do the opposite. You front load oh, cardio. Yeah. Yep, to yeah to mm. um, increase your aerobic um, fitness. Obviously, mm-hmm. makes you more efficient with your training, makes your recovery, your sleep, all these sorts of things um, really good. You just get ahead of the game and then um, sort of refeed and pull back cardio leading into the show if you get early. Um, oh, this would be interesting. A, yeah, that's what, what cardio um, are you doing. Just half an hour, moderate intensity, um, five times a week. Nice, nice. So easy, right? Yeah, man. Like, Mm. and that to me, that's mindfulness. Yeah. On treadmill, I I make an effort not to like reply to DMs or anything like that. I might just like listen to music and just sort of. It's funny when you allow your brain just to go right and yeah. just think. And cardio is a great um, way to do that because in your training, right, lifting, you've got it like. I'm oh, sure you have to be present. Yeah. Yeah, and you're not just like mindlessly being like, oh, when did I put the washing out? What's the dinner tonight? <laughs> you can't do that. Whereas cardio, you can. Yeah, very good. And a lot of things that I've heard come up um, from people is just the fear of saying no because they don't want to let people down, which is huge. And obviously I'm not qualified to go into the psychology of, you know, people pleasing and all of that. But at the end of the day, you have to remember if you're burnt out, you're not going to go to any event. So Mm. you may as well, you know, back yourself and know, okay, if I say no to this thing, 
they're not going to hate me. And if they do, they're not even your people. Like don't surround yourself with people who rely on you to be there all the time and have expectations on you that are causing you stress. Like say, sorry, I can't make it this time, but how about next time? Like if my mates want to go out and have a really late night, come home at 4 a.m., I say, sorry, guys, there's no way in hell I can do that. How about we go for brunch? Not the next morning because you'll be not able to come, but, you know, a couple of weeks down the track and or go for a walk or, you know, you compromise with people. Yeah. And look, if you're in like a circle as well where you feel peer pressured or people are making you feel guilty for doing, for perhaps doing or not doing certain things, usually people will shame in an area that they feel most vulnerable. Mm. And that's straight from Brené Brown talking about being like, oh, no, come out and get drunk with us. That's (laughs) coming from their motives and their agenda because perhaps they don't want to do it on their own and that's fair enough. But, you know, people shame in those areas. It's the same with food food pushes and and those sorts of things. So I think when you understand that, it's sort of like, no, thank you. Like, and you understand not... You know, you can be more empathetic towards that rather than feeling guilty or angry or whatever might show up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a really interesting point when you start thinking about that. It's hard because we all want to be a part of something and, yeah. you know, and fit in. And sometimes, you know, the group that we're trying to fit in with are doing things that don't really align. So then, again, it's up to you to be able to back yourself. If you commit to to the night out commit don't stop feeling guilty about it like because you're in control to say yes or no if you choose to say yes you dance the hardest that you can you drink the hardest that you can so you don't regret your choice but stay authentic to you okay you know you're going to be hung over and just wear it like don't yeah just back yourself whatever decision that you make yeah and look I had that for a long time the fear of letting other people down Mm. I did work you know I did like leaving my job and I did like you know I felt so guilty um and I think as well like not being sexist, but I think as women, we just want to like tribe together and please other people and, and not disappoint. Um, I think men as well, dude. Well, I feel like some guys, like most guys just like, fuck it. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. I suppose we're a little bit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just find with women, it's definitely not the case. Mm. You know, we're very nurturing by, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, we we want to like help and please other people. Or if you're that, I guess like a a giver. You know, some people in service based industries, it's sort of like yeah, you you're get happy used to it to pour out of your cup and yeah. fill up someone else's out directly out of your own. So I think it does. I don't know. Again, like you said, you're not qualified, but I don't know really what helps with that. I think it's really just backing yourself and being like, nope this is what's best for me and really justifying to yourself that actually if I'm poor and I have an empty cup, no one wins. Like no no one one can get my energy. And you do notice that a lot in healthcare, whether it be nurse, GP or, you know, anyone. Um, I remember even when I used to go to the GP a lot as a kid, um, uh, they would just be exhausted. And I remember my GP having a chat to me one day and she was like, oh, I haven't, it was like 4 PM. She's like, I've not eaten anything today. I've just had like five coffees. Like, why the fuck am I here? Like, and it's crazy. And because people are just so caring and not only is it in their nature, but it's their career. And then it's so easy to forget about yourself, but far out. It's yeah. Yeah. You, you have to look after you and it's not selfish. It is okay. But when it is an evolutionary, evolutionary um, thing, like, Back in the day, if we were different from our tribe, quote, unquote, we would be killed. 
because yeah. they they see the, the the standout and the person who doesn't have a whole crew to back them and then they'd be killed so it is a survival thing now mm. some of us are different like if i find that i'm fitting in too much to the tribe mm. then that sends alarm bells I'm like hang on I want to be different. I need to be different. So there's the alpha male coming out there, Danny. Oh, yes, the alpha male or female. Come but on, I bro. also feel like sometimes all we really want is just to be told that it's okay as well, like yeah. to be given permission. I do this all the time. I'll tell Luke, all right, I'm just going to do this now. I'm just going. And he'll be like, you're like you're the boss like do your whatever uh, and it's it's funny because it's the same like when we do other things at work when people say oh but you don't have to we instantly feel like oh, okay I don't mm. have to do mm. this uh, I'm not going to disappoint or let other people down if this is the case I find this with clients I'm like stop working seven days a week you need to have a day off mm. do you know what I mean they're like okay you know it's just that I guess having someone else give you that permission or that that um reassurance reassurance yeah I do that too all the time Abby tells me all the time to stop yeah. working so much and take days off yeah um, tells me and when I do it's almost like that okay you know and I don't know what that is but there's mm. a that thing in me is like if people are telling me it's all right to do you know I'm more likely to be okay internally doing it. Yeah. Only if it's people that you respect. 100% it has to come from authority. It has to come, yeah, from authority, interesting, or people that are doing what we want to do in life. So also be mindful who you do take advice from because a lot of people love throwing their two cents in and they have no experience in what you're going through at all. <laughs> How not it? The people who often speak the loudest are the people who have not done anything like us. Like. Yeah. Yeah, but it is nice. Some days after, sometimes after a big, amazing day at work where, you know, we spend our, our day really telling people what to do, to be honest. I just like coming home and having a hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm done now. <sighs> yeah. There's an amazing app that um, one of my girls got me onto. It's called I Am. And it does um, daily affirmations. And it's not like, you know, some of those those apps or those websites or whatever and they're real fluffy this is yeah like learns you I think I was telling you about it yeah Um, yeah but one come up and it was like I'm doing the best job that I can and that's all Mm. I can do and that will just like soothe me it's like oh yeah like you know I think we sometimes do need to take a step back and be like well I'm one person I'm one woman like I'm doing the best job that I can Mm. and I shouldn't be just burning at the expense of trying to get ahead because no one gets ahead by neglecting rest. No one. We end up no. usually going backwards, right? I love how much you can relate things to training. It's the same with Always. training. Like you're going to push in the gym until you break and then you have to take a month off because you're injured. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose we haven't really spoken about the physical side of it, but you just hit the nail on the head there. And it's so important to just not push all day, every day. You'll get injured, you'll get sick, you'll hit a wall with your training. So yeah, like have your rest days. definitely yeah and that comes back to like you know everyone knows how much of it like sleep is just a huge boundary for me Mm. it's something that'll never ever budge again for me um yeah i think when you go through boundaries right boundaries are built from adversity aren't they like we're like far out i'm never going down that again i never want to feel like that same with sleep like to me like sleep and like my training and like my nutrition it's just a form of self-respect and when i don't do those things i feel like shit and I feel mm. it. And then when I feel like shit, I, I like, I give off a, a crappier vibe. Yeah. Your energy just isn't there. Cause oh. you're like, I'm if not- I'm tired, I turn, oh yeah, that's my one 
thing that I'm so protective over is my sleep just because I know how bad I feel without it and how good I feel with it. I turn into like a little baby if I don't get my sleep, like at myself though, like I get so annoyed at myself if I stay up too late. And obviously now living with a partner, it's so different. And I'm really learning when I was by myself, <laughs> I could do whatever the hell I wanted. I was in bed when I wanted this, that. and But now yeah. I, I can relate to, you know, you and Luke, how you'd be like one person likes a fan on, one doesn't. It's about <laughs> compromise. And I can really resonate with people who does have a partner who gets up at a different time or goes to bed at a different time. Um, Mm. But yeah, you have to still have your non-negotiables no matter what, because there's no point putting your habits and rituals aside uh, too much. Obviously compromise is important, but Mm. it's not going to serve anyone at the end of the day. So yeah, that's been interesting. Yeah. And that's a great lesson because I think there are, you know, a lot of things when it comes to like being in a relationship like it might be you bending or it might be the opposite, you know, mm. and it does have to have that because for me as well, like sleep is so important and like Luke's does a lot of the rituals that I do now mm. um, and that benefits both of us. Have you had any friction like that? Like is he like a night owl? Or- Absolutely, a night owl. Like Luke, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, but, yeah. you know, I had this discussion a Maybe while ago. Maybe me and you can bunk up. And they I can reckon. Just- Yeah, yeah, we did all right in the Gold Coast. We didn't get to share beds, but that's okay. Um, uh, What was I going to say? Yeah, so I had this conversation. I'm like, look, when we move in, together i i'm not gonna i'm like i can't i'm like that is my non-negotiable like this is me i get up early i like doing my computer work i train in the morning you know but we're gonna have some sessions together like Mm. which is it's so fun to be able to train together but then i'm like that i just had to bring it up early i go you know we're exactly the same person aside from that like our days are swapped around him being Mm. a night hour everything happens at night me early morning and yeah. you can't change it I wouldn't expect yeah. him to change it but even though slowly yeah he's starting to get get to bed a bit earlier because I'm in bed it's like oh well I'm going yeah. fine <laughs> yeah, yeah so but you just got to talk about it yeah that's it you just got to be open with communication mm. um yeah it's taken like you know four or five years Daniel but we're journaling <laughs> it's great that's so good we're, bed and read together. we're like the old couple with the light that attaches to your book <laughs> That is so cute. I got him one for his birthday. He's like, this is the best thing ever. That is awesome. But it wasn't always like that. You know, like Luke's a heavy night owl. And when I was going through like all that sleep insomnia period, he like I would be like up and any sort of stimulation would get me going whether it was a door shutting or anything like that. So I did, we had to do a lot of work around like how can we both make this work it's not just me being selfish being like all right we're going to bed at nine o'clock when you're a night owl you know I think we've spoken about this before like some people do just have that melatonin drop a little bit later it's unfair to be like well you have to come to bed and sleep right now um I guess being a kid you remember being told to go to bed and when you didn't want to that is the worst because you're wide awake lying there Mm. like yeah so it's not nice yeah exactly so it's about Mm. establishing like bedtime routines and rituals that like align for both of you mm. sleeping makes us both I'm sorry not sleeping reading makes us both sleepy you know mm. so we can easily sort of feel the wave come on and one of us will just turn our little light off and then I'll be oh, it. you know it's gone um, bless. You I still get the fan on though he doesn't compromise with that because I just can't sleep without it 
he can't either. I hate the fucking fan. It's oh. like, oh, yeah, That's I love true. this. That's so, <laughs> That's so funny. It's actually like a genuine thing. Like you can get sleep apps and it'll have like the noises, you know, have like the rain, the forest, it'll have mm. the fan. Yeah, my brother's partner, the fan. Yeah, my my brother's partner um, puts it on for her kids. Like, or my my brother puts it on for his kids. Like, you'd walk into the little baby's room. It's like, like just all this noise. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. So I have to sleep with earplugs. They're not that sexy, but fuck, they they give me a good Mm. night's sleep. So, and Mm. sorry for I've suggested it to some of my clients and that, but they're like, yeah, I wake up to an alarm or I have kids. What if I can't hear my kids? I'm like, oh yeah, so it's. Yeah, yeah, ideal. But it works for me. What alarm clock? Get them on oh, that. Yeah. No, stop mentioning that alarm clock. We keep getting DMs for where you buy it from and you can't remember. <laughs> can't remember. Don't need it anymore. Um, it's interesting what you say about the um, the noise box. I can't remember what they're called, but they actually use them for babies because in the womb it's noisy. So oh. when, they, when they're born, if they're Premier or Nickel or anything like that, they'll play that because it replicates, like, all the noise that they would have heard. Oh, Imagine, like, going. being, like, living in, like, this, this you know, this club <laughs> and they're being born and it's just quiet yeah true yeah so we can do that and we do that with um we do that with like fans and noises at night and rain we develop sleep associations yeah, and they help soothe us to fall asleep i better not become reliant on these damn earplugs then yeah. oh, oh daddy that's another one no yeah, it is my auntie who, who's a nurse um she used to sleep with earplugs in um when she was sort of backpacking and nursing in the uk and everything oh, and God. now she's like 30 years later she still has to use them because i just realized it's a sleep association. I'm going to be like your auntie. Oh, yep. Oh. It's the same as like when people would put their baby in the car to put it to sleep and then yeah. drive around the block. Don't do that. Because oh, like, they'll always need that. Oh. Yep. oh, well, we live and we learn. Damn it. No, I don't know. We'll see. When we're doing this episode in 30 years, I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> wow. We'll be like. 50 in our 50s or 60s doing this podcast still leveling up <laughs> always <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, what else i think that's a lot eh are you still going no i think that's <laughs> i think that's pretty good maybe we'll just do a little bit of a recap about i guess you know the boundaries that we do for ourselves i think mm-hmm. you know we mentioned it but the first step is obviously that self-awareness component yeah like and and that that's a whole nother like that's a whole nother episode of like what allows you to become self-aware. I do have an inkling that a lot of people listening to this already working on that, on being mm-hmm. more aware of themselves and their behaviors. But that's the first thing is like being self-aware and then really learning and understanding like what makes you feel better, what soothes your nervous system to yep. relax and unwind. Yeah, good, good. And you don't always have to say yes to everything. Saying no is so powerful. You don't always have to get everything done straight away. Work out what can wait for next time. Work out what needs your attention at this point in time. Um, And then also physically, you know, have rest days, have time off, you know, um, pull back a little bit if you need, get out in nature, do your Japanese bathhouse or your, you know, all of that. So just find what calms you down and rejuvenates you for a better performance when you get back to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. If you did enjoy this episode, please do take a screenshot, tag myself, Danielle, and, of course, the Level Up podcast. Thanks, everyone.